Our gospel lesson comes from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet." And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and he learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was reading through a commentary this week, um, and this is how it began. Um, The hubbub of the Christmas season is over. Most people have put away their Christmas decorations. We're going to meet back here later today to do just that. Christmas decor is 75% off at the stores. But the church has one more important thing to observe before the Christmas season is finally done. And that moment is epiphany. The message of epiphany can be summed up with one word. Identity. The two stories that mark the season, the arrival of the Magi, wise men from the east, and Jesus' baptism. Both stories help help us move past the Christmas Eve tiny newborn baby in a manger as we hold lighted candles and sing Silent Night to name who it is that is born in Bethlehem. The wise men come from afar. They are Gentiles, the other, and yet... They recognize the arrival of this one who calls us to something other. They bring gifts that point to the identity of this one. Gold, for, he, it, for this is the king of kings. Monarchs owned most of the gold in the ancient world. 
Frankincense, for this is God with us. Incense was burned in many religions to signify the presence of the deity. Myrrh, for this is the one who suffers and dies to give us a better way. Myrrh was a painkiller and used in embalming. With the entrance of the wise men into the Christmas story, we proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah and that Jesus comes for all. And the other epiphany story, Jesus baptized in the Jordan where a voice from heaven says, you are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The wisdom we glean from epiphany every year is the announcement of who it is that has been birthed among us. O Son of God, incarnate word, O wisdom's light. We've been naming this wisdom of Scripture together since August as we have moved through the Bible in worship. And today is one of those days where the passages for the season help us remember something pretty, pretty important about how we come to work to Scripture. Isaiah 60, Psalm 72, Matthew 2, they are the passages named in the lectionary cycle to mark and remember epiphany. No, they were not all written down with the thought that they would one day be the epiphany passages, but as the story of God and the work of God through Jesus unfolded and the people of God studied the story, the overarching story, these passages each had something to say about who we believe Jesus to be. A reminder that as we come to Scripture, as we seek to glean the wisdom that Scripture holds, it's not that we pull out one word or verse and say this, this right here, this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. No, we hold this story together. We read it as a whole. And we've been doing that since August. We look for these overarching themes of how God is present to and for God's people how God works in and through God's people, who God is, who we are. And most importantly, as Christians, we read through the lens of Jesus. And for this season, within the life of the church, within the life of our story, Isaiah 60, Psalm 72, Matthew 2, they each help us understand better who Jesus is and what Jesus came to do. In Isaiah 60, the prophet speaks to a people caught in a story of failure, a story of desperation and loss. And in the midst of this, the prophet promises that the glory of the Lord has not abandoned the people. Instead, it's about to rise upon them like a sunrise. So shake off all the hurt. Shake off all the ways you have failed. Let it go. Step into this fresh, new beginning with God. Step into new possibilities. The night and darkness are in the past. Now is the time to dance. Sounds a lot like the Carnival Mardi Gras season to me. See, the dawning of the glory of the Lord proclaims the prophet. And that phrase, glory of the Lord, it has a powerful history in Hebrew scripture. 
It is the term most frequently used to describe the presence of God in the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord, the presence of God is with them to strengthen them, enfold them, enable them to create, create a new life for all people. What we hear is the possibility for change, change for the better, a chance to remold oneself in the likeness of God. And the heart of epiphany is the revelation of the glory of the Lord in the particularity of human life. The birth of the Messiah is but the beginning of the story of God's glory expressed in the mission of Christ. Pairing Isaiah and Matthew tells us that in the eyes of the early Christian community, Jesus' birth marks the presence of God, Emmanuel, the light that draws the world to the bright music of the morning. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Then there's Psalm 72. Some say it's a prayer written by Solomon. Others say that it was written by David when Solomon was made king. Maybe we really don't know who wrote it. Either way, it helps us think about a king, who and how they should be. And specifically for us in this epiphany season, this king of kings born in Bethlehem. I want you to think for a minute about the other king we hear about in epiphany. King Herod, his rule, his character is marked by injustice, heartlessness, wickedness, conflict, betrayal, cruelty. Psalm 72 contradicts all of this and celebrates a king of justice and righteousness. We find words like defend, deliverance, pity, peace, redeemer, saves, precious. Psalm 72 is a prayer that reflects all of our hopes and dreams for a good leader. Kindness, wisdom, compassion, love, and a true passion for God and God's people. And finally, there's Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew briefly, very briefly, mentions Jesus' birth and then moves on. The author turns our gaze immediately from the quiet birth in Bethlehem to explore its impact at loftier levels of power. Jesus' kingship was at odds with the rule of all other kings. Matthew tells a tense, fast-moving story, and we're meant to hold that tension today. As we read about the birth of King Jesus and we look for leaders in our day, we try to choose leaders. We discern whether or not to step into leadership and how we shall lead if we do. The message of Epiphany can be summed up with one word, identity. Who it is that has been born in Bethlehem. It's Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, God with us, God incarnate. The wisdom of Epiphany? Well, there's much wisdom to glean, but today we will leave it with these two things. 
Let us never forget the wise men from afar and that insight may come from those we see as the other. For God's rule is and has always been expansive for the sake of all the world and its creatures. And this, Epiphany offers us an invitation into something, something new, a new beginning with God. We may step into new possibilities, a better way, a new way of defining and thinking about power, one that Jesus most fully defines in his life, death, and resurrection. May it be so. Amen.